Hey guys, it's Jay Huggins, and welcome to the Robin's Nest Magnum PI cast. And I'm here with my co host, AC. Hey guys. Hi. <laughs> I'm so excited about this episode. I am too. <laughs> okay, so uh, both of us are huge dog fans and cat fans, any animal fans. We're over each other, we're both excited. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so um, this episode is called The Ugliest Dog in Hawaii. And this dog is so stinking cute. I can't even I can't even make it a minute without being like, this dog is adorable. The dog is really cute. I love it. He's a little scrappy little thing. <laughs> is that my type of dog? It looks like it could be like a little weird pug mix. Like, it is so cute. He looks so like cute. a puggle before a puggle was a thing. Totally. Which yeah, I so have <laughs> a pug Boston. So, like, that's just... Yeah, he's a pretty awesome mix. <laughs> I mean, they just make really cute mixes. I can't handle. <laughs> so, yeah. So about off the bat is that I thought this was going to be the first episode with the new theme song, right? Well, the one we're used to, and it's not. So I, I, because I remember you saying that to me. <laughs> yeah. And then um, I also this is when I switched to my second DVD disc. And, yeah. Um, so if you remember, this is my second box set because my first disc wouldn't work and my second disc wouldn't work. Oh. <laughs> and so uh, last night as I'm trying to watch this to get ready for today, I was like, no. And then I was like, joke's on you because I've got a backup set. <laughs> and so I had to pull out my other disc. And well, then, I had a um, backup set too. <laughs> yes, I got it to work. Um, so this episode aired um, on the 29th of 1981. Um, I'm just going to say, I'm over John Lennon, so, um, well, I'm not over John Lennon, but I'm over that song being yes. number one, so on January 31st, number one song was The Tide Is High by Because the, uh, the album comes out this month, right? Yeah, so I was, I'm very happy to switch over. Yes, it's nice to have something fun <laughs> coming out. Um, also, Justin Timberlake is born this week, which I thought was a very great thing. I love JT. I do too. JT's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, by the way, the preview for this episode, you know how they do the previews? Yes. The good. Like every scene is just magnum, just it's just it's just good. All the previews. This was a very sexy intro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was into it. I wrote, ooh, what a good promo. And so yeah. I, if you watch it on DVDs, you'll see that they have the, they, they tell you everything in the episode before you watch it, basically. <laughs> I know, they totally do. I guess we should say what the episode is really about. Both of us are just so excited to jump into it. I just want to talk about dogs. Um, so the theme... Magnificent with guarding Sir Algernon Farnsworth. Sir Algernon Farnsworth. Socialite. Oh, good, good. So there's a cruise ship. It opens, the opening scene is a cruise ship pulling into dock yeah and we've got some obvious bad guys parked in a car yes and um this is when you get the really great um line from i think it's victor and he says that they're they're pulling a snatch job in the yellow zone oh my god victor <laughs> from the get-go i just that voice could he talk at the end of the day it's like it is the epitome of a terrible bad like italian accent yeah it, it was so scratchy and overacting amazing oh. it was so good i'm like did he just like suck on lozenges all night when he went home in order to <laughs> he was so scratchy and so, yeah he was like, I was like oh goodness i was like wow um yeah. yes and that's when we see um officer jay bear oh did you God. catch the name tag on the cop i 
not, but that's amazing. <laughs> yes, it was J. Bear. Um, and he tells him to move the car, um, but meanwhile, Uncle Victor's just pulling his wallet out and putting money in his hat. And he's, and he's babbling about Mama DiGiorgio and that he's Uncle Vic and like, oh my god. <laughs> you can't do this. I'm Mama, Uncle Vic and Mama DiGiorgio. And I thought like that was supposed to be like a lady that we all know, but I think he was just referring to a made-up relative. It's because I actually thought so too. I'm like, my sister, I don't know, but she never comes into play, so. Okay, I thought like, is, is she some like pasta heiress? And I thought she was going to be a character, but no. Um... <laughs> So then um, they go to the pet quarantine. Yeah. And that's and, where you, I think that's where we first see Algernon, right? And Sir Algernon at this point is wearing like a red collar with some like rhinestones on it. Okay. And also the dog's supposed to be scary, but there's just growling sounds <laughs> and the dog is adorable. <laughs> so there's growl, there's dubbed in growling and he does be barking. So, but, and he's totally wearing a fashion sparkle collar. He's yeah. wearing like an amazing, like Frida friends, like sparkle dog collar. And, um, he's in like, um, pet quarantine is just apparently a velvet rope and a sign. Yeah. <laughs> There's no closed walls or doors, so you can just go in there. And I think this was when, um, before you could do, like, the rabies pathogen test, and the quarantine was a period of time, actually. Well, I moved a dog here 20 years ago, and at that point it was six months mm-hmm. or 30 days. I got it down to 30 days. That's and it. it- awful it was absolutely horrible because I, I think now you can do the fabin testing and your dog just stays at your house or something and that's how they do it yeah, somebody greets you but you have to pay you have to go through all these hoops yeah it's a lot of steps yeah i know that a lot of steps, so um, uh, and so mrs marston shows up um to pick up algernon and she has fabulous fabulous hair it's like a crazy bouffanty is thing it like a, <laughs> is it like a it's like an extra gibson like, she, like, I wrote, I wrote, like, I wrote fancy Mrs. Garrett hair. Oh, my God. That's exactly what it is. It's totally like, a, like, it's like ab fab Mrs. Garrett. Like, it's, she's, <laughs> she's great. And she's in a rush. And yeah. so she, they have, like, apparently they left at the wrong time. So she's mad at her driver. She's just yeah. mad. And she just wants to see little Algernon. I know. I, I understand her. She said, Sir Algernon Fonsworth. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. And I had to roll my eyes up when I said it like that because it's so oh, It was so much. And so she gets to quarantine and asks and pulls out all her papers and files and stuff. And she's, I'm here for Sir Algernon Fonsworth. And yeah. he's not there. <laughs> not there as the guy with the beret maybe slash Kangle hat is telling her. Yes. Okay. So, what was on his hat? I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> it was was it a backwards baseball hat? Or... It's a little. It's like a little newsies hat. I could not figure out what was going on. Okay, that makes more sense. So it's a little like news. Okay. Um, and so they're wheeling Algernon out in like this gigantic metal crate. Crazy metal crate. Like I'm sorry. Like a but... zoo cage. Yeah, who's going to put their dog in that? Like, Who has that? That's not how, that was not a thing. It was like, not a thing, but no. there's no air going to that thing. And then if it gets warm at all, it's going to hurt like hell to touch. Yeah, it was all a really bad. I was like, okay. And so they, um, um, they go and they chase down the dog nappers, 
And then all of a sudden there are empty crates everywhere. And they've tackled and knocked everything over in a way to save the dog. But yeah. like they've in the in the process have like done they've tackled every yes. It's like just dominoes of dog crates. Because now all of a sudden there's fifty three dogs there. Yes, there's just tons of them. But they're all empty. But they don't care about the dogs that are rolling all over, but thankfully they are empty. No. But I don't think we're really supposed to notice that they're empty. Yeah. But I Empty cages down. Love that dog. Well, and I said, and thank oh, goodness, awesome. like Algernon's, like Miss Marston gets him, and so the, he's not stolen by the dog nappers. But Victor is yeah. not happy that the snatch in the yellow zone didn't go well. No. <laughs> I, I think there's going to be a lot of me swooning about this dog in this episode. Oh, just... that's a cute dog. Oh yeah, go on. You know what's funny is I didn't um, read too much about the dog, but of course from wonderful um, Magnumania. Um, yeah. that um, he was, of course, a dog actor in multiple things. And they said that he's a staffy bull in a smooth fox terrier mix. Oh, Yeah, and um, he lived to be 21. No way. Yeah, and so and he um, passed in, in 89. So that means he was an old guy when he filmed that episode. Yeah, well, I mean, he looks like an old guy. Yeah, he didn't look he didn't look like the youngest dog, but he was super cute. He um, great face, like right up my alley. I just... I don't know. Yeah, I, I love that little dog. Yeah. Um, so then we cut back to the robin's nest, and Magnum and Higgins are talking. Wait, but hold on. You yeah. missed... Um, when they come back, he's a... For some reason, Uncle Vic says something about, you're lucky she didn't have the rest of the girls from the Mahjong Club. <laughs> yes, because um, they because Uncle Vic's like, where's the dog? And yeah. they're like, we, we, we ran into some problems. The lady was there or something like that. And he's like, I'm glad a little old lady stopped you. Like, but he's in the air. They're in the airport. They can't just like punch their way through Uncle Vic. Like he's not. And so in this, we get a line later in the show where um, uh, one of the guys, uh, the one they call College Boy. Um, yeah. It says we it's not just brute force it's about finesse now like and so yeah. he, like we do see like there is some like a little bit of a difference in their criminal approaches yeah <laughs> so then now we're at the nest and right. Higgins chiding magnum as he's walking off the beach and this might be my favorite magnum yet <laughs> Um, okay, yes. All right, so, um, of course, Higgins is friends with Mrs. Marston, who comes, because she's fancy. And yeah. Higgins knows every fancy person who crosses the airport. Um, and so he tries to get Magnum to do it as a personal favor. And we get mentioned, did you catch where he says, um, Mr. Connors and Mr. Borg are coming in? The yeah. tennis players. Oh, yes, yes. Yes. And so um, Magnum is trying to, like, bargain that he'll um, help Mr. Farnsworth, uh, that Mr. Algernon Farnsworth, if he can um, play tennis with, or interact with the tennis pros. Yes. And use the tennis courts for a year. Yes. But he's also wet this whole time. He's he's very cute looking in his um, white shorts. <laughs> like, each time they go back to him, so they're going between him and Higgins talking and there are a couple times they go back and he's like dripping. <laughs> yes, like I feel like they continually kept him wet. Which is funny because they've obviously walked like at least 35-40 feet from the beach yeah. and they're not going at a fast pace, so yes. And who's like who's the person who has the job to make sure Magnum stays wet. Well, I wonder, okay, so I wonder if it was the same person that poured the bucket of water over him when he was crawling to rescue <laughs> what's-her-name and the other one. And so, 
All right, so um, so Magnum Great. agrees to protect the dog, mm-hmm. and TC comes to the um, Robin's nest, um, and he brings his to set up a quarantine fence for the dog, and he shows up with his. T- or did I jump ahead? You jumped ahead a little bit, but uh-huh. um, it's just that whole thing is just so weird. This whole setup is weird because um, soon we're gonna get like, um, what's her name, Sharon. The dog yep. quarantine lady, who I swear they called Susan at first, and, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> and so, or maybe I just heard it as Susan. But so TC shows up to the robin's nest because he's going to set up a quarantine fence. But he shows up with his fence. Is it? I'm sorry, with his team. With his team. So what? What the heck team are we talking about and here? They're young. Yeah. But they're also young and of a range that would never be playing sports together. There's, yeah. like, a six-foot-tall kid in the background and then, like, a seven-year-old. Like, they would not be on the same t-ball team, baseball team, or whatever. I, I'm so confused by this. I don't know, and but one of them is wearing um, the Steve Martin and the Bunny Ears shirt. I did not catch that. That would have been good. Oh, that, oh goodness gracious. <laughs> yeah. We did miss, though. You did jump over. Oh, goodness. An early moose knuckle. Oh, I've already missed one? Wait, let me check yeah, my notes. Because they go from them talking about tennis to suddenly they're inside and Magnum's walking around with a tennis racket. No. And, okay. Yes. This, I do have this noted. Yes. Yeah. And they're talking to Algie's mom and she says, I call him Algie. And, uh, I wrote Magnum's sweater, jeans, chest hair, small kind muscle. <laughs> sweater, jeans, chest hair. Oh my gosh. All right. So I did put a note about that. And I why does he keep hitting himself in the crotch with the tennis racket as well i don't know is it to draw attention like as if we weren't gonna zero in on that anyway i didn't know if he was like trying to be funny or like but i was like ow 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 (laughs) but also like higgins is in the chair slumped all weird making all these crazy faces and like higgins who's usually so like regal and put together just is exasperated okay one of my favorite faces ever (laughs) Yes, and I did totally, I jumped ahead a whole, a whole page, and so I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, so yeah, so that is the first moose knuckle, I apologize. Good, good eye. <laughs> Why, thank you. <laughs> Why, thank you. Um, so take us to the next scene, and then I'll jump back in. Oh, my God, where they're at the beach, and the old dirtbag uncle. Hey, Blondie. is the worst. <laughs> it's terrible, but the, I also kind of love him. Like I would totally like, I would just be entertained by him because he, <laughs> he's just like totally letching on the girls at the beach. He's just gross. It's so gross. And then like the one of the one of the young guys is typing away on this tiny little typewriter. Okay, so that one is Steve, and he's outside typing, and he also has a ream of paper next to him. Yeah. And that's where he um, comes up with the line that, um, you know, you got to finesse crime, not be a brute force now. And um, um, Uncle Victor makes a dig at him, and he's like, oh, blah, 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 um, Harvard man. He's like, I'm a Yale man. And so I didn't know if that was the writers taking a dig at Harvard or not. I don't know. So... uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that was just supposed to be, like, funny. Like, oh, grandpappy can't figure it out. But... Right. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, um, of course, there, everyone's solution is let's all forge quarantine IDs for dogs. I know. I love I love when he pulls out the ID. Like, it's something just 
glorious that he's made. Yes. And so, and I love that they both managed to make the exact same one. Like, yeah. I have to look, you know what I should have done is look to see if when they show them both, like, if it was the same name and they just switched the pictures. <laughs> Um, but so Magnum's done an outfit change, so he's in his suit and his tinted glasses. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he's talking to security officer Evans, who's wearing the most comical... <laughs> those glasses? They're <laughs> crazy. Ridiculous. Ridiculous, ridiculous. They're crazy. Like, what is the point of that? Like, is I, I just, I could not figure out what the point of those glasses were. Right. And so he tells Magnum that the state people have... Um, been there, are still there. Yeah. And Magnum is like, oh my gosh, oh no. Yeah, and in his 30 years of working there, he's never had this much action. This much action in, on one case. Yeah. Also, did you see that there's just a random fire hydrant in the room? I guess to make it, like, really officially for dogs? I was thinking, okay, <laughs> is that where dogs are supposed to go pee-pee? Like, because they're in quote-unquote quarantine and they can't go outside to go to the bathroom? <laughs> And then, did you also see the old-timey wooden dog crate? Yes. Do you remember those? Like, no. it's like, it's got the, like, the curve <laughs> to the top of it. I used to um, show rabbits, and I had one of those crates for my rabbits. <laughs> showed rabbits? That's so random. When I was young, I showed rabbits and chickens. Oh, my God. Sorry, I had to eat something and low blood sugar. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's okay, but I love... So now they're in the quarantine room, and so, the little dude is just watching from the door, but he looks all, like, hunched over and sketchy. Officer Evans is standing yeah. there watching Magnum fight two guys. Yeah. And I and love so, how Magnum just, like, rolls a crate out of the way, and then <laughs> fake punches start happening. Like, those punches are so bad. Oh, my God. Oh, there, so there's a lot of punches in this episode. Yeah. Um, but so he's going in to save Algernon. Yeah. And um, there, there's the whole fight. And then, of course, Magnum is magic injected with the magic sedative and out cold. Is this going to be like a theme now? Are we going to have just like people getting shot? With it's like the unlocking of doors. People are just going to be poked with a needle and just pass yeah. out. But the best part is the sad face boxer mix in the cage behind him. Oh, God, that dog is so <laughs> cute. I wrote that adorable Mastiff mix because I just... <laughs> Oh my god, but I love that Algie's like licking Magnum too. So Algernon is such a good dog and stays with with Magnum and protects him. Still wearing that glitzy ass collar. And, and I was like, and still in his sparkle collar. Yeah. And so, which is pretty amazing. <laughs> it <was> like, <laughs> it's really, really good. And um, we go back to the Robin's Nest. And Into dog x-rays? So Where? Higgins is now a radiologist. Yeah. Yes. It's weird to think <laughs> and so, um, <laughs> um, let's um, talk, Mag Magnum's wearing his maroon, and yeah. he looks very good, it's like just a classic rugby shirt. Yeah, and... he looks good in a rugby, and they figured it out at this point, because he's been wearing them like the last few episodes. <laughs> right, and so he's holding up x-rays of what to me looks like two different dogs. <laughs> like one a lateral and one a vertical and he references um that's what that's his lunch or whatever and the dog's stomach does not look full <laughs> so i don't know if he was referencing the intestines but yes i don't know i don't like that um higgins calls algae a mongrel no i think that he's being very mean and that yeah. makes me very sad and yeah so um that I totally was not into at all. 
And yeah. so that like made me super not happy. <laughs> so, um, and so it, there is a, a thing that I put, and I don't like that they call him algae. Yeah, so, me neither. Um, but, um, but I also wrote that I don't like it, but that I would do that as well. I'm sure I would too. But I do love Sir Algernon Farnsworth. <laughs> right. So he says that um, he, you know, the x-rays, there's nothing in this dog that makes him worthwhile because he's just a mongrel, not like Zeus and Apollo are yeah. fine purebreds. Yeah. Gross. I love me some mongrels. <laughs> yes. And so now this is when um, Algernon's going to be at the house and TC shows up in the van. Yeah. And so, yes. Yeah. I... And it's the first time we see the van. Yes, and so it, that part is um, we um, see him in the van, and is this when he's when he's wearing his blue shirt? Um, also, this is when we find out that the password to get into the gate is Shag It. Okay, what was was that? What that was? That was the password. That was the password. So instead of like how that earlier episode when they were using the garage door opener and he was trying to get the frequency, uh-huh. now apparently it's just a password that you say. And uh, okay, I didn't understand. Otherwise, shag it? He would never I was it. so confused as to what that interaction was and why, like, he knows it's TC, so why would he need a password? Oh, yeah. I guess maybe if TC had been, like, carjacked or something. But, it, yeah, like, why didn't, hey, it's me, TC, let me in, you owe me a lot of money. Like, and I brought my team. Yeah, I brought my team. Yeah. I, I, I was very confused by this. this okay, so... And why this woman was here. And, okay, yeah. and why does Higgins throw the big no, no, no fit? Because isn't Higgins supposed to be wanting to protect this dog, but he doesn't want the dog to stay on the property? And yeah. I guess he's what I realize he's mad about is that there's going to be a fence on the property and the dog has to stay in it? Yeah, I don't know. I wrote, like, <laughs> I wrote, no, no, no fit, abide by the rules. I'm not quite sure. Right, I, and, oh. in my, see, and Norman doesn't like it either. In yeah. my opinion, like, I think that putting the fence up to keep the dog inside of it would be abiding by the rules, because it's not just running wild on the property like Zeus and Apollo. Yeah, it's very strange. I don't know. Um... I also don't know why TC now has finally stopped wearing his low-cut shirts mm-hmm. and now he's gone to, like, mock turtlenecks. He's, um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I think they just don't know how to dress TC because yeah. he's maybe a bit of an odd fit. I feel like he might be a little bit short yeah. and he's, like, very muscular. Yeah. And so I think, like, you can, can't, like... Yeah, I think he looks good from, like, the waist-up shots. But then there's shots, like, his full-body shots, and it's like, no. So I think he's going through a little bit of an identity crisis. Yeah, it's a little weird. I prefer the low-cut shirts, even though they were ridiculous. Right. They just made more sense. Oh, Um, goodness. Also noted after the no-no-no fit, Higgins' butt looks insane when he's walking off angry. So (laughs) I was, my note, pretty uppity fit for someone with that ass. (laughs) Like, wow. And so, and that's where, and and that's where I come back to the padding theory. (laughs) Or you know what? Actually, I came up as another theory. Mm. Tucked in long shirt. Like this was a time when we didn't have the shorter tucked in because I would go to school. I remember going in my uniform and your shirt, shirt, waist of your shirt would be really long. And so that could happen, possibly. I don't that know. Makes, that does make sense. 
It does make I sense. Love, okay. Yeah, I love that that Magnum and him are having a conversation, and Higgins just like won't even turn around. But we get a really good smirk here because <laughs> they like he jokes about the one year quarantine. And then it actually, Magnum's talking about using the tennis courts for a year. Yes. And, like, and that's got one over. Yes. On... And he totally bribes to get use of the tennis courts. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so then, um, the, he, but also he gets the Ferrari taken away. <laughs> did you notice I that part? I didn't catch that. No. Yeah, because they have to take, yeah. they have to take the weird. Robin 3. Which is by far my favorite car yet. I know. I'd be more stoked about that. Like, the He's Ferrari... Awesome. I mean, but I also don't believe that Robin Masters would have this car because once they show the inside and it's like oil stains all over. Like, oh no, I disagree. I feel like he would need like a property truck to like pick up stuff from Home Depot. Well, not Home Depot, whatever y'all have out there, but from like well now we have Oahu Home Depot or something. I don't know. <laughs> and, and so, like, I feel like you would have a you'd need to have a truck like that for that property. Is in my opinion. It's true, but they do mention at some point that it's Robin's favorite car. Well, or maybe they say it's his favorite truck. Because you could go, like, off-roading and stuff in it. Yeah, I like, I don't know, I, I like that truck. <laughs> so, um, I mean, straight up wrote somewhere. Sharon is so uptight. Do you hate Sharon right away? Oh, she's the worst. Dude. I literally wrote, Sharon is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, um, so this is also when Victor says, bing, bang, boom. Bing, bang, boom. <laughs> He's very <laughs> casual about just killing everyone. Yeah. So Sharon and Higgins are, um, sorry, lies. Sharon and Magnum and Farnsworth are in the Jimmy and they're getting followed by the bad guys. Yeah. And I love the on. bad guys, like Uncle Vic's going, we got this! It's <laughs> like the thing gun ever <laughs> um, so pardon the sneeze in the background um but for the 53rd attempt at this dog napping they're really proud of themselves as to like yeah. how well it's gonna go even though everything has failed it's crazy this is my one upsetting point was that at this point you see that sir farnsworth has gigantic balls and needs to be fixed <laughs> okay so <laughs> <laughs> for the winner of the moose knuckle of this episode is sir farnsworth especially <laughs> at one point when sharon is holding him up and he has that thing that small dogs have where like their their like reproductive system is bigger than the dog and yeah. so but also his <laughs> collar is gone it's he has a different gone. collar on what happened yeah. to Sparkly collar. Well, maybe just because he was featuring the moose knuckle that day, he didn't want to just overwhelm with the sparkle collar, too. I don't know. I wrote lapdog heart because I love that he comes and sits on Magnum's lap. I wrote that um, Mr. Farnsworth is a very good dog in the car. Yeah. He's and, like, he um, is really good in the car. Do you also notice not a seatbelt worn in any no. of these episodes? Nope, not a seatbelt. Not nope. a seatbelt. It actually freaked me out at one point. There was like a, there's one spot in one of these episodes where Rick's in something and that's when I really noticed for some reason. I There's think was... a full on chase where she where Sharon's supposed to be like afraid and like she doesn't like reach for it and it feels like they're actually driving to or like they're driving. And poor Farnsworth is like flopping around the back. Okay, so we're gonna talk about his position in the car. Cause is he supposed to be in the back like the middle seat before the back? Is he but then it looks like it's made that he's barking at the people following them. But is it was I couldn't figure out, and then it doesn't look like he's in motion at all. Yeah, he's all over the place. 
Yeah. So, so which is, I think, just kind of like, you know, the classic problem with filming real dogs yeah. and stuff like that. So I'll forgive Mr. Farnsworth for um, his, um, for the, the issues I'm having with where he is in the, in the episode. Yeah. Well, you know, he has a dog. And right. clearly he did not have the Humane Society on set, so... Well, I love Mr. Yes, and he's quite a barker, actually. Like, I was and like, he barks like a bork. It's like, bork, bork. He almost sounds like the Swedish chef. I feel like he had real bark and then dubbed deeper bark later yeah. on on the pier. Um, so, I don't know. Clearly, already we got a fake growl. Yes. So you know they're using fake sounds for a lot of this. So Magnum realizes they have a tail on their on them, and he pulls into the gas station to use the payphone and get rid of them. Yeah. Um, his tank is full because him and um, Mandy, not Mandy, but Sharon, I just want to call her Mandy because she bugs. She's a total Mandy. She's a total um, Mandy. So she's like, you know, so he doesn't need gas. So he, of course, parks her on the other side of the gas station as far away from the phone booth as possible yeah. and tells Farnsworth to keep an eye on her <laughs> and goes to make a phone call and doesn't turn and look and watch to see what's going on. So he doesn't see the giant bus pull up in between Huge him sure. and the guys tailing them and the very recognizable Jimmy with the vanity license plate there. Yeah. And so this is when the um, the bad guys pretend to be cops that are in fact tell Sharon that they're five O there as an undercover dog escort. Yeah, and but while of course Magnum's on the phone with TC and TC shockingly is saying he wants his money and he's one hundred and sixty three dollars and fifty nine cents, please, yeah. ma'am. <laughs> over and over and over again. Because yes. I'm really like wondering if we're ever going to get an episode where TC does not talk about money to Magnum. <laughs> well, and the bill just keeps going up later, too. Yeah. And so, but I also love that he has it down to the dime, and that's the first thing he mentions when he calls. Yeah, it's great. Um, but I love this when she's screaming for Magnum and he comes to, to rescue her and like. The fake fighting, like the 80s fighting. Well, no, but wait, but first, when she's screaming and he first hears it, he looks annoyed. Yeah. Like, he's like, what? Like, if you had to hang out with her, too. No, <laughs> she's obviously supposed to be there. But so, yeah. So once again, they're trying to steal, steal Sir Algernon. Yeah. And um, Magnum um, runs up and in one punch knocks the guy out. Yeah. And then he yeah. pulls the other guy out and slams him against the truck. And that or, looked or kind of like the real actor, and it looked kind of painful. Like, well, it was the real actor, but you can tell he does this, like, jump thing to try to make it look more dramatic, and it's uh, just okay. terrible. <laughs> I was like, oh, that was there. And so um, so they're out cold, and yeah. Magnum um, hops behind the wheel of the Jimmy, and yeah. um, we get some really um, good car chase theme song. We do. So and we, we also get um, Uncle Vic saying, come on, you lollipops. I can't, I can't okay. even see him without trying to do the accent. Why am I doing that? It's <laughs> really... No, because I understand. Because when I tried to do it earlier, I was like, yeah, I'm just I'm just not doing that one. But... Um, it's like... It's <laughs> and I like that they're both knocked out, but then just all of a sudden they're not knocked out and they're just running and back. they're back into it. Um, yeah, come on. So crazy. Yeah, there's like it's so of course. Um, so Magnum speeds off, and Algernon's like trying to like car fight, 
as he's driving. Like he's just like he's like not gonna like he's he's gonna fight them. I wrote love algae. Just just love him. <laughs> I mean, it really like this doesn't even go any further than that. My note like, is. I actually wrote something else that I can't read. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Wait, how many pages of notes do you have? I have, I think, six for this one. I but have six I, as well, and it goes starts going up the side of page six, and I was like, I'm stopping here. There are lots of parts and stuff online because I just am so in love with algae. The song is so cute, I can't stand it. So my note is Algernon is awesome, and Higgins is a, is a dickhead dog snob. <laughs> he is a dickhead dog snob. Yes. But he redeems himself a little bit, but that's later. Right. And so now I think we're this is when we're getting the the um the the theme song. Yeah. And um I can't figure out which direction Algernon is facing in the car, but do you hear what um Vic says to the to the young to the young crooks? <laughs> this yeah. old mustache is gonna show you how it's done. Oh yeah. Well, he also said earlier, like, this old mustache, as you call him, like... Um, yeah, it was so good. I was like, it just, it, it, and it, no one has ever said that, ever. <laughs> and so that's when um, they decide they're just going to shoot to kill. Yeah. And so, of course, they're tailing um, the Jimmy, and they do shoot, and they, of course, immediately hit the gas tank. Of course. Yeah. I also do love, by the way, that this black car that they're in is a rental car. Like, that's what the rental cars were in the early 80s. It's amazing. Was it a K car? Um, I don't know what it is, but they mentioned earlier that it's a rental. They mentioned at some point that they're, these guys are in a black rental car. Um, so I guess that's supposed to be a rental car. <laughs> and once again, no seatbelts. No seatbelts. And what is with, did you notice that so Magnum runs over bananas. And okay, so they down, and then they flash to something, and then all of a sudden, Uncle Vic and the gang run over the same banana. So like, my first question of this, because you know I don't know the terrain, I was like, oh, is that pineapple trees? Because I don't know how those happen, and yeah. um, that's not what a pineapple. Ground, you have to look it up. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look up pictures of that. But then um, they drive over the bunches of bananas, and I was like, I thought like was it like some sort of like alarm to alert people like oh we heard them drive over like like when you leave like tape on the door, and so then it was like they showed the same bananas get squished again. And I was like, I guess they just are making it known that it's a banana farm. I, was... I don't know if it's like that they're a banana farm or like, Oh God, the guys are hot on their trail. Like, I don't know. Okay. And so, um, so my note is, are they in a banana field or whatever? And yeah. so, so the gas runs out. Yeah. And, um, this She's is when. She's so tiny, according to my notes. Oh, Sharon. <laughs> she bugs. She's really, really annoying. She has a lot of time to talk for when there's a crisis happening. Yeah, and also for somebody who's scared of dogs, she certainly holds algae a lot. No. I, well, I, my note is Sharon does not know how to carry a dog at all. Because this is when she's carrying Algernon ding-dong first with yeah. his face right by her face. So for someone who's afraid of dogs, it's like, well, you're going to get bit in the face. And everyone's going to choose ding-dong, <laughs> like, which is fine, but... Also, at this part, we get a soundtrack. Um, oh. It's monkeys. Thank you. There are no monkeys okay. in the movie. Again, and I'm wondering, so the first time I came here, uh -huh. I was like, I didn't know anything about it. Literally, it my note is Sharon does not know how to, to carry a dog. 
Are there monkeys in Hawaii? <laughs> yeah. So I'm like on the plane with my friend and we're like, oh, we're going to see monkeys. Like we're just thinking about things we're going to see. We get here, all we see are chickens. But clearly there are no monkeys. I'm like, is this where I got the idea that there were monkeys? <laughs> I think it is a TV. And so, and I think I remember a mentioning of one of the last episodes reading, um, they mentioned that the wrong birds were somewhere. And so, but I think obviously they just have to, you know, put audio tracks over to make the jungle yeah. sounds. Um, and so this scene, like, they, is kind of, like, funny because they all of a sudden, like, some new bad guys show up with shotguns. Yeah. Well, I wrote Sharon Falls, I'd leave her. Oh my God, Sharon, did, did her hair go in the mud? I love that she fell right in the mud. She, she Yeah. So she's running, she falls in the mud, and I, yes, I would totally have just kept going. Yeah. Because by that point, Algernon's running, so he's good. Like, yeah, and they actually get like, there's like, you know, 20 seconds probably where it's like full jungle view, like a low jungle view, and I'm like, is this the dog cam? Like, I was confused by that shot. It was a really weird point of view. I feel like they were trying to get their banana fields worth. Yeah, and so, um, so then you guys come out, and um, one of them has a great mustache. Yeah, these guys are cool, cool looking. I like how they look. Yes, me too. I wrote great mustache and glasses. They're like really good bad guys, and then they turn into like kind of cool good guys. And so it turns out they're they're um, they're they have a weed patch. Yeah, a patch. It's so weird. Yeah, and so um, they look like real plants. Okay, but, did you think that? Because I was okay. like, I was thinking that. I was like, wow, well, these are kind of like real looking, like they look like realistic pot plants and I don't think they would be. Yeah, and I, so I wrote they look like real plants. I love that the guys, you know, they start talking, like Magnum's talking himself out of this and Sharon's trying to talk him right back into the predicament because she's an idiot. Right, because um, Magnum right off the bat knows that's what they're doing out there in the weed thing and pretends to, because he says something about like, oh, I have uh, my own seeds from wherever, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then the guys are saying you should try the Hapuna Buzz. <laughs> okay, so thank you. All right, so is Hapuna, so, okay, wait, so is Hapuna the happy hour thing? No, no. Um, happy hour is Pauhana. I don't oh, know what Hapuna Buzz is. Okay, and so it must be like a strain of weed or something. And um, he's trying to, he had convinced her earlier that they weren't cops chasing her, and then he's telling the the weed patch guys that they are cops who are chasing them so that they'll run them off. Yeah, but so I'm thinking these are real plants, but then all of a sudden when they pull out, you see that each plant is propped up against a banana tree. Okay, so that's what, so my question is, do banana trees support weed plants when they're growing, or do you grow it next to it to hide it? Like, I didn't show... Okay, so it's just a little set thing. Okay. I also love that when um, Vic and the bad guys are all hiding, um, and the... the um, the weed patch guys are shooting at them, and Vic goes, they got to be moonshiners while he's under, like, five weed plants. Totally. There's got to be a still over here somewhere. <laughs> and then, um, so then there's a shootout, and Victor tells the guys to run and to give him their pieces. He refers to guns as pieces the entire thing, and it's so annoying. Yeah, I um, think everything about Uncle Vic is pretty Anytime he moves, he's he's annoying. But why do they have to share guns all the time on this show? I don't know. It's really weird. I mean, guns are, I'm, I don't know. I, I don't know. It makes no sense at all. They're <laughs> always, yeah, I they're always running out of guns on this show. And I, I don't understand it. They're really bad criminals. Like It's really funny. 
Um, and so then Sharon and Magnum and Algernon run on. And did you see Sharon jump the fence? Okay, did you, by the way, <gasps> did you see when she jumped the fence? Did you see Algernon get squished through the middle face yep. first? <laughs> Your expression was amazing right there. Sorry, okay, go. But did you see that they have the fence taped together so that yes. it wouldn't move when they tried to climb it? <laughs> okay, so I swear one of the locks wasn't even locked either. Like, I was like, this shouldn't be that complicated. It really should. And why would you have the pier locked, by the way? But, like, that kills me that, you know, they're, she's trying to climb this fence. And I'm like, oh, my God, they taped it. So my feeling was, yeah, so just cut the tape and walk through. Yeah. Um, don't shove the dog through face first as the fence is moving against his face. And yeah. then I was thinking that it was, like, a Saturday and the dock was supposed to be closed or something. Maybe that was the idea. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. But this is where you get some serious dog, like, borking, where it's like, bork, 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 bork. Okay, so this is where I got a little bit annoyed by Algernon. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I also love it because Algernon's still barking and overreacting, but Magnus yeah. not yelling at him, telling him to shut up. Because at that point, I'd be like, we're going to get shot. Like, yeah. like yes. And, uh, and she's clearly scared of him again. Okay, and then so- she that whole, like... He doesn't understand you. And I love that Magnum's like, no, he gets the gist of what I'm talking about. So Sharon's whole breakdown. Yeah. Okay, so let's just think about this. There's, They just ran past a shootout. They're yeah. hiding on a pier, which is essentially a dead end. Yeah. And there's guys with guns following them. And so uh, she just decides to talk about how she's just confused and she's tired and she's scared yeah. and she's afraid of dogs. And- so do you see, like, he comes up and puts his arm around her, but instead of, like, putting his hand on his shoulder, he's, like, got his hand in her hair, and then he kisses her on the cheek. So this is, um, like, so now are we going to get every episode where he just, like, kisses some woman in distress? It's, like, the most the awkward. It's, like, the moment with some, like, creeper that you work with, and they're, like, oh, they're there. Like, it's, like, oh, I just broke up with my boyfriend, and they're, they're like, totally, sl- it's, like, it's the 1980s versions of sliding in the DMs after someone breaks up. <laughs> um oh my god yeah so he's a bit of a lech and an opportunist yeah he likes a sad woman um, yeah we so, also see that there's another gunshot with no blood okay so he's so it's referred to that because at first i was like is that is he supposed to be blotting a bullet wound because i don't understand because he was more concerned about the mud in his shoe than he was about his bullet wound so it's yep. supposed to be buckshot. Like it's, yep. I guess, like he got shot by one of the the weed patch guys. Um, but in the interim, Sharon's got time to talk about going to college. Yeah, she's yammering on about being a marine biologist. And oh, I'm good God! Why and work with dogs and cats and birds for a year before you can work with the big animals, mammals? I don't know. Yeah, well, she because she talks about how she wants to be a marine biologist and you have to work your way up to the ranks or whatever. But I also forgot that Magnum's going to totally tat- tattle on the weed guys. Did you catch that? Yeah, absolutely. I, I did. Magnum. I'm trying to remember where this patch is. But I would like to think that he's remembering so he can get back to the Jimmy. Oh, I didn't think about that. Okay, I'll take did that version. Did you know the spastic runner she was when they're going to this building? And she was wearing the most normal shoes that any woman's worn in the entire show so far. 
she's just like flailing the whole time. And she looks okay. She's super awkward jumping over the fence. She looks like an athletic person. She and she is just like not. I don't know. if She's trying to make like act like she's you know just not with it or what. I don't know. Or real. <laughs> It was so bad. Um, so then we get Uncle Vic telling a 1934 story like Uncle uh, like, uh, Sophia. Yeah. Did you catch that? that? The whole time. Oh, yeah. He is the, the Sophia Petrillo of Magnum P.I. And then the guy who got shot with the um, shotgun. Uh, did you hear what yeah. he said? Mm, well, I'm sure I did, but I don't remember what it it's was. It's just a flesh wound. <laughs> so, by the way that this guy learned acting from watching Saturday Night Fever so it's interesting right. <laughs> at this point when he's walking and he's doing his stalking thing his whole, like, is that supposed to be I've, I've been shot and then, but he's like doing a stump leg thing yeah it's really weird I mean it's full on it's like okay I'm, I'm going to take that strut from Saturday Night Fever <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to roll with this yeah, we're just going to keep going with that one. Um, they So it, their actor, I meant to look into it as well, and uh, the thing I oft, often say, and uh, they both have the same last name, the actors who are the brothers, so I didn't know if they were brothers in real life. They don't look anything alike. I know, but that can, that can happen. Yeah, that's true. It's, um, yeah, it's uh, like what I have here is, um, what were their, do, 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 what I don't have here is, oh, they were Mitch and Steve, and, oh, no. I read that completely wrong. Well, by the way, this is where there's actually a little bit of blood from the buckshot, so we get more blood from a buckshot than we do from, like, any gunshot. Yeah, okay, and he's also dabbing it. Like, he, it's more so like it's a wine stain on his pants. Like, I was like, when did he have time to get a drink and spill it? Like, he's just like, dab, 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 dab. All right, and so all of a sudden it gets really, really windy. And yeah. that looks like real wind, right? Like, I think the yeah. wind probably just picks up there. And yeah. Uncle Vic could not hold his hat on any time. Do you think the actor had, like, a toupee and was really afraid something was going to happen? I mean, I feel like that's the only real reason as to why you would hold on to your hat like that. Because it didn't look comedic. It looked truly yeah. concerned. Yeah. Like, maybe it's the only one, and maybe he was told, if you lose it, we're screwed, and you're going to have to refill the whole <laughs> And so um, Magnum and Sharon are hiding upstairs in the uh, the warehouse on the pier, and um, Vic and the bad guys are coming up the stairwell to get him. And Magnum behind, <laughs> sticking Donkey Kong in with the barrel. Did you see yeah, that? No. So it was so weird because he I, he throws it in a re- the way I would not have done that if I was in that situation, but when he throws it over, he gets stuck on the railing. And so it, it just sort of yeah. like taps him and he rolls down. Um, and then he punches yeah. the other guy in the <laughs> face. Well, of course. I love his punches. They're so bad. There was They're a so lot bad. of face punching and in this one. At this point, I actually wrote, there's a lot of dog yelping and I don't like it. <laughs> oh, you know what? I think right when there's the bad punch and so the guy falls off whatever that dog thing is. And then she's shoving algae through... Oh. <laughs> Algernon does not want to he jump down. Does. He would rather stay and fight, please. Um, he's yeah. super not excited <laughs> about that. Like, and, and and like, it's and I get that. Like, 
I don't think she's doing anything mean in this situation, but he is just clearly like, no, I don't want to do this. But she just doesn't like, like guide his legs or anything. She just like sort of drags him out. Yeah, she's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, Victor's yelling and shouting that the dog is rightfully his. So, you know, when you want something that you love back, you just start shooting in its direction. Yeah, I uh, think that you know that's legit. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm thinking I'm beginning to get the, that Uncle Vic isn't really the rightful owner. Yeah. Um, and then finally TC shows up in his helicopter. Of course he does. And this is the episode where he looked good in blue. Yes. Um, it was, and when he's like, yeah. all right, so they're on a pier. There's no one there because it's Saturday. We've decided everyone has the day off. The other yeah. two guys are wherever, and there's Uncle Vic. And Magnum is waving to TC, like TC doesn't see him. Yeah. We get a little Magnum midriff, but it's like, yeah, Magnum, he knows you're there because you called him. Like, he's yeah. not just driving by. He's going to know where to look. He's going to be the tall, hairy guy and the damsel in distress. It's just, and it's it, ridiculous. I feel like they actually had a helicopter landing because Algernon was not stoked with that helicopter at all. No. I mean, well, they do use a real helicopter in this. So, I mean, I they had like was... Sorry. I don't know. It had to have been done at the same time, don't you think? I feel like he was actually on set. But, yeah. Um, so then, um, then Victor shoots the helicopter. So then they all get on the helicopter, which I love that Algernon's going to ride on the helicopter. Yeah. And Victor shoots the helicopter. And um, TC's like, who's going to pay for that? So even in the middle of a crisis... TC is, like, still concerned about finances. Yeah, but at this point, Magnum goes, put it on my bill, and this makes me happy, is that TC has officially toned down his hysterical chuckling from the first few episodes. He just has a normal just, laugh, yes. Just a nice, normal laugh. Yes, you know, it like, is, yes. good. Uh, Skype has finally caught back up with us. We were we were off on Skype for a little bit. <laughs> it's okay. It happens. So, um, yes, and I thought I, I liked TC. Like, he wasn't super, he, like, dialed it back two notches. The T-shirt isn't snipped. Like, he's it's it's going good for TC this episode. Yeah. Um, I'm going to get better. So back at the Robin's Nest, and um, they're talking to Higgins. Yeah. And... He, I wrote um, wait, wait. I'm not quite sure why I wrote up sir. I need to take better notes. <laughs> um, did you get lost along this way? Okay, I'll take over. The, oh, I, I don't have the good. This isn't my best wrap up either, um, but we still have a lot of dog talking about too. And so, um, so uh, he's, you know, $450 worth of bullet wounds. Um, and then, that. wait, what? Well, I got that. I wrote $450 bird hole. And then I went straight into Magnum with soaking wet hair and his white sweater again. Shorty shorts with slippers. <laughs> Magnum. <laughs> Did you fall asleep and wake back up and take notes? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's let's reel it back a little bit, ma'am. So they still don't know why Algernon is so valuable. I have that right after that. Okay. Oh, that. oh, really? Did I? I'm sorry. I, I was I was wrong. Um, but so I also wrote well, you. Clearly, my priorities are wrong. What actually is going on there? I I say ooh that they call him algae, but I say that I would do it too. But so they call Rick up for some help, and Rick Rick comes over, and they show Rick in a van, yes. but not the. What was the, uh, not the Sardinicki's moving van or whatever it was. He's in a different van. No, in that. Sure. 
It's what called? He's a pool cleaner. I don't remember what it's called, I but... Know. And did you hear what he yelled at? So the bad guys follow him and try to run him off the road. And did you hear what he yelled at them? Are you no. coconuts or what? Yes. <laughs> I have Rick in the van with the gold chain. Are you coconuts or what? Yes. And so Rick's <laughs> undercover as a pool guy. So they run him off the road and they pull a gun on him. And they're like, blah, blah, blah. There's no pool in there. It's a tidal pool. So I looked up what a tidal pool is. Yeah. And it's like it works with the ocean. And yeah. so that's where it gets the water from. And so it doesn't need a pool guy because it has that type of thing. Um, and so we hear some barking, which is supposed to be Algernon in the back of the van. Or, you know, you think it's Algernon in the back of the van. And um, little do you know who's following the van in a helicopter. Yep. And I, I love it because TC, well, first off, Magnum in his orchid shirt again, which yeah, I love. Looks, the black and purple one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, no, it's no. the one that's kind of greenish in the background with the white orchids. Yes. And, uh, yeah. Yep. But, of course, Magnum is giving the lowdown of how much. I mean, the is giving Magnum the lowdown of how much he owes him. Yes. And then it ends up being $1,013.59 without tax. I think it's really good how, how like, he's just so good with numbers. Like, he's just like, dude, we should, I wish I had written them down and added them up to see if it was, in fact, correct. Oh, I'm but sure they made them. I love that. Yeah. So once again, in the middle of crisis, he's like, and you owe me this. And <laughs> why doesn't he just not pick him up one day? I don't know. Like, just not. I mean, it's, I know, it's, he's his friend. Maybe at some point we're going to see that Magnum saved his life in them. Right. And why he always comes to the rescue. So they see that the van has stopped and Magnum yeah. asks TC to put the helicopter down um, where they won't notice him. Yeah. So his, his, his unrealistic <laughs> expectations about sneaking in a helicopter are not are really, like, just troubling. Like, I'm just like, why, why, why can't he grasp that everyone sees the helicopter coming? And so he's like, let's just split the difference. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. All right, and so now um, Uncle Vic comes out and um, sees Rick in the van, and Victor, and Orville pretends to know Victor, or does he actually know him? I don't know, but did you notice his shorts in this moment? Um, they hold are up. real front. Well, they're jacked up so high on both sides, yeah. but like in the middle on the front and back, they're still low. What I was thinking, because I did think about this, is I thought maybe he was sitting for a long time in the in the van before the scene. And they rode up and he didn't, I don't know. Someone's got to be a friend to someone on that set and be like, you need to fix your shit before we start. Because it's just not, it's it's just a mess sometimes. <laughs> I wrote, um, I wrote, so while they're talking about shaving the dog, and then we're at Orville, easy Saturday Night Fever, because that guy's just acting, which just gets so crazy at this point. Right, so they've talked about that the dog has a tattoo now, so now we know yeah. that the, why the dog is valuable, because it has a tattoo on it. Yeah. And um, he's... Victor does his over, whole overacting routine and says that, that the dog has a grudge against him and that the dog holds grudges. It's like, no, dude, the dog hates you. We all know this dog hates you because you've tried to steal it seven times. Well, the funny thing is, actually, here we see, too, Victor is bald. So it wasn't like he was wearing a toupee before. Right. So I guess that was the whole hat thing. Because then, yes. okay, then my next note is, I guess the toupee did blow away. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> So I guess it's just part of Uncle Victor's charm. And um, now we, so Uncle Victor decides, because they all fight about who's going to open in the, 
the door to get the dog out. Yeah. Which, realistically, it's a 20-pound dog with a leash on. Like, why are they so worried about the sweet dog? I don't know. Like, especially when we have, like, these giant Dobermans running around. Like, so I don't, it was not a real, I loved Algernon, but he was not a realistic mean dog. (laughs) So. Not even remotely. But I love that they open the van and you hear Higgins go, now, lads. Yes. (laughs) So that was my big note, too. I was like. And and so I guess. Wait, what? (laughs) Does Higgins just stay in the van? Because we yeah, don't so, see- okay. <laughs> so, uh, back in a few notes, I'm like, I bet that's not Al. I was like, I bet that's not Algerdown. I bet that's the lads. And so then when it happens, it's all, now, lads. And you don't really see, like, you see the dogs jump out. You don't see any indication, like a foot or anything of like, because if a person were in there, you'd see them. And yeah, then same. he's not, like, mentioned in any of the, yeah, you don't, I don't know where he is. Like, it seems like a, it's an obvious voiceover, but the dogs yeah. jump out so gracefully. Oh, yeah. We're Still couldn't see their junk, though. Couldn't figure it out. Tried <laughs> to slow it down. <laughs> um, but I love... Oh, movie. wait. No, 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 no. I'm a liar pants. Because at one point in one of these episodes, there were giant dog testicles. Really? Yes. I, oh, goodness gracious. Where's the dog <laughs> testicle notes? <laughs> oh, no. Notes are in the next cutscene when Alex has this giant band-aid on his butt. Okay, so that's I put a note dogs don't wear band-aids. Yeah, and then but, some giant testicles. Wait, is that when the okay. Um why did they need to shave and put a band-aid over it? Did they like did they cut the tattoo off? I don't understand. Find the silly size band-aid as well. The comic size band-aid reminds me of those giant erasers you get, you know, for really big mistakes. But I thought it was so cute, but I was also like, that's going to hurt worse than anything that happened underneath it when you take it off. <laughs> oh my god, I just started laughing right away when I saw it. I was like, this is the most ridiculous thing. <laughs> and, and then my other question is, why is Sharon still here? I don't know. Get so that's what... <laughs> so that's when we get the whole thing of like that um, Algernon needs to stay and Higgins is like saying no again and yeah. we, they, we, they decide that Algernon's going to stay and so I guess Sharon's there because she's going to approve the quarantine because she's the quarantine officer I guess so but I love that Higgins actually really loves Algie yes. and doesn't want him to go he I is a, a dog guy like that's I do love what I do love about this show is that everyone on it is, in fact, like, a dog person. Yeah. And so that is very sweet. Well, um, and even Magnum being a dog person, too. Like, he doesn't like Zeus and Apollo, but clearly he likes algae. It ups my value a lot. And also, do you know what? It made me, it made me feel really bad for him because he likes dogs, and these and the dogs he live with lives with do not like him. So it's That's very cool. upsetting. I'd be mauled in, like, a week. I would just keep... I would, dogs didn't well, like me. I don't understand why he just doesn't go in the fridge and get them steak and just feed them steak and then make it all work within, like, a day they would like you. Yeah, I don't either, because that would be, like, my number one thing I'd be working on. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like, how, and also, like, they're, you know, obviously, because everyone tries to break in there and awful things happen on the Robin Masters property, like, I'd be like, I want these dogs to like me. <laughs> yeah, it's important. We get a really good smirk here, too, like, when she's telling... Higgins that um, that algae needs to stay there. Yes. And Malcolm and Malcolm. Malcolm. Who the heck is Malcolm? Malcolm in the middle. (laughs) 
And Magnum starts smirking. And then we get some eyebrows, too, in the next cutscene. And... I thought there was a lot of, like, negotiating with Higgins where, um, now I said Malcolm, <laughs> where Magnum, <laughs> Magnum wins, and he's like, ding, ding, like, look at that. So there was a pretty good fair amount of smirks and um, eyebrow wiggles. Yeah. Um, did you, um, did, what was your, like, favorite part? I know. Well, I just have to say, I don't understand why Zeus and Apollo are in cages at this part, but Algie's not. Exactly. I think it's just to give more friction between, or maybe that was the trade-off, like, Malcolm, (laughs) Malcolm said to Huggins, you have to lock the dogs up for a year? I don't know. It's really weird. But it then leads into the bloopers. Did you watch all the way through for the bloopers? There's no bloopers on mine. Well, I'm going to have to look, watch afterwards. On the credits. There's totally bloopers. Oh, oh no. I, I should have pointed it out well, to you. I thought you knew. Um, I watched the credits, but um, I don't remember there being bloopers because I find the credits to always just be goofy anyway. Well, so they do the usual... <laughs> yes. And so they do the usual 80s, like, stills of the episode for the credits and stuff like that. But um, this time they did bloopers, and it's really adorable, actually. And so this episode I put... Um, for my notes, I was like, giant moose knuckles. Yeah, I just like, wrote Magnum in his white shorts again. A blooper and a moose knuckle. Wait, what? <laughs> I just wrote Magnum in his white shorts again. That's all I remember. Yeah, those were pretty impressive. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Wait, what's our next episodes? Do you know? I have no idea. Oh my gosh, one day I will look ahead. Pardon me while I reach around and find the, my disc. Okay, so next we have Missing in Action. Mm. That sounds to me like it's going to have, like, a Vietnam tie-in to it, right? Yeah, definitely. Oh, and then the next, and then episode number 10 is called Lest We Forget. I wonder if that is also part of it. I don't know. I I hope it, I guess maybe it will get more, you know, war references and stuff, but I guess I want it to be more lighthearted, which is a very unrealistic expectation about an investigator into crimes. I know, but I like the light episodes. I know. I mean, I just, I wish there could be just dogs and everything. Maybe the, an all dog version episode. Does that ever happen? Oh my god, no! That sounds too good to be true. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, wait, what? This, that's too good to be true. Yeah, that's dare to dream. It would have to be one of those barkies that you talked about. Those black and white barkies. The Barkies were amazing. Barky movies. All right. So, well, that was um, The Ugliest Dog in Hawaii. I know. Uh, What's your favorite part of this episode? Um, I, The dog, obviously. Sorry, I didn't. I just felt it was implied. All yeah. the dogs. Actually, you know what? My, like, So if I have to break it down to like a favorite part um, yeah. and have it be the dog, it was when Magnum got um, blow darted in the boxer, the sad boxer in the cage behind him was all like cute faced. <laughs> um, but now I'm going to one up you. What is your favorite non-dog part of the episode? Oh, I think Magnum in the shorty shorts and the sweater in the chair when they're in um, when they're in Higgins' office and TC is there. Because <laughs> <laughs> I bring it back to the prettiness of that man. <laughs> <laughs> I think. My favorite part was Uncle Vic holding his hat down so hard. It looked like it would hurt. <laughs> like, I felt like that's going to burn when he takes that off. It was really terrible. I did, like, um, even though Uncle Vic drove me crazy, I did, like, some of the 
phrases that they gave him. He was a super, he was a really good like eighties character mobby type actor like, guy. Calling these dudes lollipops, you've got to be kidding. Me. He was but... a, he was a terrible stereotype, but he did have a comedic feel to him, which was really nice. <laughs> so I don't know if that makes it better or whatever it makes it, but but I was like I did enjoy him. Yeah. So. All right, everyone. Well, thank you for listening to um, the Robin's Nest Magnum PI cast. I'm Jay Huggins. And I'm this, AC. This is AC. And um, aloha. <laughs> and we'll see you next time. We'll, we'll talk to you next time. All right. Aloha, guys. Bye, guys. <laughs>